there's really no practice other than riding a real bull. I mean, you can do whatever, but there's nothing like that. Yet again, that's risk of getting injured. We're the best in the world. We know how to do this. Because I've been hurt a bunch of times in the practice pens. I mean, it could be worse, and there's always somebody out there that's a lot worse because i got some buddies that's in wheelchairs and stuff like that. You know, it could be worse. So you just suck it the fuck up and (laughs) make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. All right. We're back. (laughs) We are back. Back in the HQ, back in Studio M, and uh, we have, um, I'd say it's our first set of uh, cowboys in here. That's right. Probably some of the most badasses we've had yet. I I think so. Badru, Campbell, and Chase Outlaw. Man, guys, welcome to HQ. Welcome to headquarters. Yeah, thanks for having us, man. This has been an awesome experience checking out the whole place today. Is this your guys' first uh, time to Monster Headquarters? Yes. Yeah? Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so Badru, you are. I gotta. Am I saying it right? No, no, Boudreau. My real name's Jason. Not really anybody knows that, so don't tell them. But we won't tell anyone. <laughs> you might have just told a few people. But uh, no, Boudreau. He started calling me that when I was little, and it stuck. So that's what everybody calls me. And then Chase Outlaw is your real name, Outlaw. Outlaw, yeah. Dang, dude, he's like a real outlaw. <laughs> and you are from uh, Hamburg, Arkansas. Yes, sir. Dang. The guy that created the uh, the flavor, Monster Energy Mark Hole, is from Arkansas. So have you ever met him? We need to make that happen. He'd yeah, like we you. need to make that happen. We need to make that. He'd like you a lot. You guys have uh, a, a lot of achievements here, but you guys are professional bull riders, part of the PBR, and then uh, obviously here uh, competing at Crypto.com uh, this year, uh, coming up this week uh, in uh, in Los Angeles. How is it to be back here and like, oh, be in Los Angeles of like the um, the the shiny lights they call them? Obviously, it's a little shitty weather this week, but uh, it's 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 it could, coming to LA must be a little bit different than you know your usual kind of venues or areas. Yeah, I've never rode here before. Were you here at the last event in LA? Yeah, yeah. yeah. well, I don't know about the last one, but I've rode I've rode back when it was Staples. Yeah, right. And then, as always, we have Danny Cass, two-time Olympic silver medalist right. and American icon of his own, Halen from New Jersey. How you doing, Danny? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. I'm a pro snowboard rider. Okay. <laughs> That's awesome. I yeah. love snowboarding. Have we ever rode? We never rode bulls, huh? Um, No. No, we have. We rode camels. We rode camels. <laughs> we used to have a TV show many, many moons ago, and we used to do stupid things. And the one thing we wanted to do was go run with the bulls. Uh, in uh, But that's different bull riding than you, but we wanted to do the actual running from the bulls. We never really, we never really got there. But fun fact, Dingo actually barebacked a camel. Barebacked a bear back. He wore a sheik's, what is it? Okay. Easy what you're going to say there. <laughs> hey, I wonder where he's going with it. <laughs> I'm just saying, it was pretty impressive, and I don't know if you guys have ever yeah. barebacked a bull. Um, uh, never get- wore, never rode a saddle, never used a saddle on one, so... So close enough. Oh, you talking about bare ass? Like bare ass, bare <laughs> no, naked no, on a bull. No, no, I can't say I have. There is a boy that on tour this year. I have uh, seen it. Was dear, it was during the team deal. A bull stepped on his pants right in the crotch area. <laughs> uh huh. And I guess he didn't wear underwear at the time, so he it ripped his pants all the way kind of off where everything was exposed. And he jumped up on the shark cage and kind of just 
spread he, his leg. Yeah, he was the running. The camera is right on it. The whole thing is bloop. Piles he was running out. straight at the camera that's in the shark cage, and all you see is his dick flop out. <laughs> <laughs> hey, and they replayed it in slow motion on CBS Sports. No and way. they didn't realize, they was just replaying the 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 step on and they didn't realize it His until it and it was live and it went on there and the people in the TV trucks were like oh my god <laughs> and then to our left here we have Brittany Palmer our resident uh, female co-host that is new to the show and we love Brittany Brittany is the UFC Octagon girl and she's been there from the beginning so we have she's kind of our resident MMA if anything goes wrong she comes in and chokes people out yeah, okay that's me um, all right, so you guys both have uh, a, a lot of achievements here, but both people, this is your first time here in LA competing? Yes, sir, yeah, first time in LA, so I'm pretty excited, hell. I'm, I've never even seen the arena or the setup. I haven't been downtown LA much, so I'm ready to get over there and see it. And every arena setup's kind of a little different, right? Yes, sir, yeah, it's all pretty cool, all different venues, um, so just to be at a new one that I've never been to before, it's, it's a little different. Smaller or bigger? No just idea. all different. Is it small? It, is it small? Oh, yeah. Some of them. Uh, it, it, it just depends on how they set it up. Um, yeah. How much floor they, how much area they want to have for the back at front of house, like where the announcers are, and then where the announcers are is where it'd be the monster will have their uh, pit pit party. Like that's where the monster the dirt lounge and where all monster people are at every event and. And it just depends. It fluctuates on the different arena size. If it's a basketball arena, hockey arena, or just a, a little venue that they host concerts in, uh, it just all depends. it fluctuates. Like last weekend was small, and and Eugene, it was a tight. It was a tight little arena. Yeah, Albuquerque, New Mexico, that that will be a tight uh, arena. Um, Madison Square, that's kind of a tight arena, but. We was in Sacramento the weekend at Golden One. Big outfit. It's big arena. So yeah. it just... Um, and then what do you prefer? Small or big or it doesn't really matter? I don't care. Depends on how many people in the stand. If you can fill every seat on big arena, then... Yeah. You want to be in the big arena? Yeah. Like Staples Center crypto. I keep saying Staples. I, 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 That's where we're going to keep it. I, I, yeah, I'm on. I just like to say it's Kobe's house. You know what I mean? Yeah. Built, Kobe Bryant built that thing and let's just leave it that way. Yeah. Um, whatever name's on the roof, who gives a shit? It's, <laughs> uh, it's, it, it was forever. And to me, will be the Staples Center. You got on a bull uh, when you were fucking 10? I started riding calves when I was about five. Okay. And then got on my first big bull when I was probably about 11 or so, probably. Okay. Like, bigger bull than not not what we're riding today no sir no sir mm-hmm. and um is that like uh like mom and dad just put you on a calf at four or five and yeah we raised on a farm and uh we had calves sheet and was always around at a rodeo and heck we did it and then we seen it on tv and i said hell that's what i'm gonna do when i grow up and never looked back yeah 25 years later here we are how scary is it when you're sitting in the cage and waiting for that fucking gate to drop that's like i've been there and seen that and i've seen the intensity that is absolute you guys are absolutely maniacs like what's going through your head right before the gate drops uh nothing nothing yeah. nothing yeah you get to a point where you got to get past past that fear factor yeah you know it's there in the back of your mind you know it can happen or something can happen but i guess that's the difference in being average and great you got to kind of get over that fear factor Se- separates the man from the boys yeah yeah right same with any other sport, yeah really. you yeah. know but a little different i think you guys are a little <laughs> different you know it's like we're sitting in a room here full of people that have competed athletically and being a part of things that are all pretty crazy 
I've seen a lot of crazy things. I think you guys are up the very top because no matter what, you know that thing's fucking throwing you to the ground. And and it's gonna do something every time. Like you can, you could watch a hundred different videos of that bull, and he could do something exact opposite th- that time. And you can't you can't be trying to think and set up a plan because you can't think. It takes at least a second to react to a thought process. And if you do that, you're already hurt. He's already got you. You just have to trust. You just have to trust trust your ability and trust trust whatever you got going and when you get to that spot like you don't think when to nod your head like to say let's go when you slide up you just you know that you know it's you know that's it that's that's it and you nod your head and it's really no no time to think about it because if you go to thinking it's a bad day if you go to thinking and it just yeah <laughs> best thing is to not think at all Right. And now explain to us how like a typical competition works. So you guys, you're here, you're in LA for the weekend. You're in, you know, one of the biggest, most famous arenas here. How does the day work? And you do two days, right? You do two days here. How does, uh, how does like a regular competition series for you work here? So today, uh, or this weekend in LA, uh, we'll ride one tomorrow night. Every, oh, I think there's 40 guys here, top 40 in the world. We'll all ride one tomorrow night. We'll come back Sunday during the day and we'll, all 40 of us will get on another one. Well, out of them two long rounds is what we call it, the two long rounds, they'll take the top 15 total on scores, two scores, one score, and they'll take the top 15 out of all 40 from the weekend out of them two long rounds, so what they call the short round, and that's Sunday after the long round, and that'll be the rankest bulls and the best guys for that weekend, and they go at it, and the guy that gets the highest score on three or two, whoever that is, they win the championship for the weekend, win all the money. Win all the money. Win all the money. <laughs> and it works in a point series, like every weekend's a new points. You guys are gaining points to then yeah. end up in the championship. To end up to winning the world title, that gives away a million dollars at the end of the year and a gold buckle. That's what everybody's goal is. And the gold buckle is what everybody wants. Yeah, yeah they don't want the money, right? Yeah. I mean, I mean that would be good. It gets you by. Good, it'll yeah. spin. That money will spin. And, um, but that buckle will last forever. Yeah, right. That's bragging rights too, right? Yeah. I mean, if you're not riding to be the very best, then I don't know why you're doing it. And then how does your guys' training kind of work? Is it is it similar to like most most athletes where, you, you know, you've got like a gym routine um, and that you guys kind of strict stick strictly to? Or is it more so it's about getting on a bull and practicing on a bull? Or is there a mechanical bull? Like how does the practice thing work for you guys? All of the above, I, I'd say it just depends. Everybody's different. Yeah, too. like it really is. Really, are it's kind of hard to have a a, a strict workout regimen routine because we're always gone so much. We're always we're never at we're never at the same spot for multiple days. Like um, we yeah. may be at the house three days a week. Yeah, you know, and and, and flying to the next event. Yeah, and so but so it, it's not this necessarily the same thing every time. Like we, you have to stay in shape. Yeah, we're all. Whether it's at the hotel or whatever, but it's like as far as it being at the same place, same gym, and doing the same thing every every week. No, we 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 can't have that because I mean you might have it two days or three days out of the week, but um, you you just can't really you. So you just have to get it where you can, and there's really no practice other than riding a real bull. I mean, you can do whatever, but there's nothing like that. But with that, yet again, that's risk of getting injured and all that. So when you know, my instincts on it is 
we're the best in the world. We know how to do this. Because I've done been hurt a bunch of times in the practice pen. So the way I didn't figure about it, you just, you know what to do. You just have to freaking tell yourself and tell your mind that you know what to do. And um, and you can ride the mechanical bull whatnot uh, that goes up and down called a buck right. But really, it, it, you when you tell yourself you can do it, you can fucking do it. Yeah. It don't matter because your mind is the most powerful tool everybody has it and they just don't know they got it yep. and um this is me anyway it's just coming from me and i did get to the point where i think i got to get on practice pools i finally just looked myself in the mirror and i said shit's got to change and um then next bull i get on hell started riding straight so um it really it, everybody's different there's some guys that buck off and they think they they think they got to go get on five bulls that week or, yeah, or you know, or so everybody's different. I would say, yeah, right? the best chance you got stay in the best shape. I mean, you got to have a strong core to control. It's a lot of you got to control your own body weight and stuff like that. I think that's for me the best possible way is yeah. If I need to get on bulls, if I feel like I'm struggling with like my timing and stuff like that. If I feel like I'm struggling, and I need to go get on. I will, but for the most part, just staying physically strong, keeping a strong core, being like a little gymnast. And just being in great shape for when I hit the ground, not getting hurt, not getting injured. Because when you get injured and hurt, you're not competing. You're out. No. One thing I noticed uh, 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 being there is that it's not like you bring your own bull, right? It's uh-huh. a whole pen of different bulls, different yeah. sizes, ones that are pissed, ones that maybe aren't as pissed, big, small. Um, h- how important is in the, the, the lineup or the drawer of being aligned with the correct bull? Or ha- Explain to me kind of how that system kind of works. Uh, the draw has a big, big factor to do with everything, you know. Just uh, if you get a good bull that kind of fits you, you can really style him up or, I mean, definitely get a ride under your belt. But if you don't get a bull that fits you, that kind of what separates the average bull riders from the great bull riders, too. I mean, you got to be able to ride all kinds of bulls, whatever they run under you, anytime, any place. Because if you just ride the ones that fit you, you're not going to draw those every single time. So you're just going to barely get by here and there win some lose some but if you're consistent ride every type of bull they run under you every weekend you're going to give yourself a chance to win yep. every single weekend then if you do that all year long more than likely gonna have a chance at a gold yep. buckle at the end of the year and then i'm looking at both of you guys you guys have extremely manly hands oh, i don't know about all that uh, they look Thanks. very strong <laughs> like look at my it hands is, look yeah. at nanny's hands yeah, these are sure. some extremely strong yeah. hands i'm looking at here i'm really scared of her hands yeah <laughs> she's a painter so she's got some strong <laughs> hands too she's got a good stroke yeah uh, i got a good <laughs> you said she's a fighter so she might... oh yeah <laughs> yeah i'm looking at these hands chase they have some very strong hands you got there what well, yeah he does he got I some feel... big old finger god look they're pretty thick. Yeah, man. What's oh. the girth on those things? <laughs> Which is your uh, hand you hold on with? This one. Yep. We both ride left-handed. Left-handed? Mm-hmm. Is there any kind of exercises you guys can do for that? Uh, just, I mean, pretty much work your fore- out, forearms good. Yeah. A little biceps, chest, shoulders. And just your whole body needs to be just in tip-top shape. Not necessarily just where you can lift a lot of weight, but just strong. Yeah. More really your tendon strength. Like... Um, because tendon strength is 10 times stronger than muscle strength anyways. Yep. And so um, really, that's really what the strength we need is really all that. Like, that's what we need. We don't need to be big. 
No. I like what you're saying, like, yeah. not a whole lot of muscle, but that tendon strength is 10 times stronger than any muscle strength. So that's um, more really what when they like Bruce Lee. That song was so little, but he was so strong. Yeah. He was so strong. Up here too, right? Yes. Mm -hmm. Do you guys do sort of mental training as well? Yeah, a little bit. We, Every guy. We all do it, but yeah. we know what? I'm 30 years old now, and I'd say I, no, I didn't do that shit, but really, I fucking did it my whole life. Never really knew it. Like we, we we're just man, we're just damn old country boys. We, yeah. we don't. We this is what who we are. But really and truly, it was in, it was distilled in us at a young age, and we really didn't even know it. Like it was just because we didn't have a fucking choice. Yeah. I mean, either. We didn't have a hole to go crawl up in, right? I mean, we just yeah. had to. We, I mean, we just either yeah. do this for a living or go to school, and I like doing this a lot. More yeah, than and school. so and join the team, guys. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I didn't want to go to school, and I was good at this. So lifestyle right. first. Um, do you guys? So how do you like? Do you talk to the bull while you're in there? Do you talk shit to it? Try and get it fired <laughs> up. I, no. he might sometimes he does no. get he'll get fired up Jace he's good to watch on the back and bunk shoots cause he'll he'll get fired up and it makes you kinda and he'll pump you up a little bit but I don't talk to the bull but he don't, you don't talk, talk. I mean, but you kinda want him pissed off right to like have a do you I don't think you do, do you well want, you don't want him to walk out there no, right? that, that's, wanna, that's kinda scary when that yeah. happens they walk out there like yeah oh, cause is that like, weird cause then you're waiting for it yeah, to yeah, and if, then you, if you're on this big of a stage and you're walking out there you know, at any point he can just any given time at something is gonna bring it. And if you just relax one second, and he cracks him. He's probably gonna whop, hit you out the but face. But them animals, they can smell fear. I mean, they can. You think they can smell fear mm -hmm. and they can sense authority? Yeah. Oh, I know for a fact. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I know they can because I've seen and myself. There's been a couple of them where I've been like, oh fuck, I've been down <laughs> down in there. And sort of was a little hesitant, and that bull fucking knew. And then I, I told myself, "All right, no, get you get your shit together." And then soon I did. I took I took charge in there in action. That bull chilled out. Yeah, but they can they can sense that. And Galerme Marchi, he was a, a monster athlete. He was a 2008 world champion. But that is one man I've seen him. He psyched bulls out. Crazy bulls would get in there, and they'd be bobbing around and trying to uh, bounce him around in there he'd go right in there and that's that son of them would just press his leg into the side of that bull and pin him against the side of the chute in there and that bull would try to try to buck and get around and glare may just pin him over there and then he had swapped and he'd pin him over to the other side and i mean pin a 17 yeah. 1800 pound bull to the, to the side of the chute and that son of them would mash him there for about 30 seconds and then he'd let off of him and that bull would just drop his head and put his head down. Wow. I seen Damn. that I seen that more multiple times. Multiple times. And that that is that's something I said, that son has psyched out a damn two thousand pound bull <laughs> in there. <laughs> okay. What's what's your longest uh both of you guys, what's the longest ride you guys have had? Well, it goes on score. So, so it's on score, but yeah. I was saying that, but what's like what's the like have you guys are there times when you've kind of gone in there, ridden the bull, and then the bull stops? Or every time you kind of come off. I've never seen. Uh, I mean, when you ride, you got to come off at some point. I mean, eight seconds is all it takes to get a score. So that's so, what you're going for. It's eight seconds until you get yes. the score. Anything after that doesn't really matter. No, you got to get out of there clean. So that's a tricky part, too. A lot of guys get hurt getting off. So you got to get out of there clean because that's another that's a tricky part. I mean, first part is get them road. Eight seconds. Second half is getting away clean so you can get on the next one. Yeah. That's then, the crazy part, right? Is like yes. once you get off, 
I mean, you're bolting it in a yeah, different direction. Yeah, you got to get out like, the way. You got to get out from under them because no telling how you're going to land. Sometimes your hand hangs up a little bit or you just off balance, don't have a good get off. So Or your hand pops out. You think you, you think it's it going to hold a jump where you can catch that kick and then it pops out as soon as it hits the ground and then you're you're up in there and then when he launches you, you're at his wheel. I mean, yeah. then you got to be like, you, you got to be athletic and caddy to get out the way what's yeah. what's rule number one yeah get out the way is rule number one when you fall yeah when you get arms rule, up tuck and roll and go my rule is when i buck off is yeah if i hit the ground be rolling crawling moving just get get that, out get out mm-hmm. yeah because you got three guys out there bullfighters and they're the best in the world they're going to distract that bull the best they can so if you just try your best to get out there get out the way as fast as you can more likely and, and that's one thing yeah that's one thing we're not worried about Cause these bulls, these these the bulls we get, they are the rankest bulls. But you also got they got the attitude. They are mean, and but that's one thing that we have we never think about. Like that son can be so damn mean, but we don't think about that. At least that's what separates the men from the boys, the champs, and the guys that are good. Us, we know that we get our rope as sticky as we want to because we got three of the best bullfighters in the on the face of the planet that'll save our life. Yep, yep. that'll put those in front. Of us. So we're not worried. We're not worried about anything like that, but what you're saying is, yeah, you, first rule when you hit the ground, it don't matter if you hurt or not. You Your ass will hurt on the fence. So you you hurt on the fence. You make, make sure you get on the fence before you start laying out there feeling sorry for yourself because if you do, that puts the bullfighters in danger. And it, it, it puts them all in danger whenever – yeah. yeah, that's one thing that aggravates me, guys. That just lay there when they get bucked off, lay there. And... How important you've mentioned a few times on the bullfighters to to, to to what's going on in there. Oh, very. Important. Oh, very important. Yeah. Like as soon as we hit the ground, they they give us a split second to get to that fence or get away clean, and they're just out there stepping around them, not getting touched. There's an art to it. They they got a, just as much talent as we got, but just in a different field. You know, they uh. There's an art to it, and they'd be twisting that bull up, getting his attention, distract him, and the rider gets away, and they never get touched, and the bull leaves. But the thing about it is, we got to get on one, one a night, sometimes yeah, they a couple. They fight all 40. They stand in the front wow. of 40 to 50 of them. Mm-hmm. I stand in the front of them. That's crazy. Yeah. yeah. So there's more than just one one crazy one in there, right? It's not yeah. just the rider. Yeah. So do you guys, I mean, I feel like it's the- It's the whole village, the, baby. I feel like the- <laughs> I feel like the, the bullfighters, though, like those are the guys you definitely want to buy some beers for at the end of the night and keep them in good graces, right? Yeah, for sure. You want them on your side because yep. they, they'll throw their body in front of that bull and let them get hit before you. So yeah, don't want to piss them guys off. Wow. <laughs> yeah. And, and and when you go there, they are like a huge part of the show, too, you know? Yeah. And yeah. it is. It's it's like PBL puts on a really good show. Yeah. Them guys are in front of all, all 40 of the bulls. So, I mean, they're going to get hit and hooked. So... Whether people want to see it or not, it's it it's good watching sometimes. How do PBL pick the bulls? Uh, they just find the bulls from usually from around the area. Sometimes not from around the area. Just kind of the best bulls in the world that they can get each weekend. Yeah, I mean, you can't just take the same bulls every single weekend because they'll get worn out. So you got to rotate them and stuff like that. But but for the most part, the best bulls around the whole world each weekend. What's the gnarliest bull you bull both you guys that you've uh, ridden? Or well, the scariest? Is there a scariest, or it's all just kind of there's 
more difficult There's, than others or? yeah more difficult than others some are a little scary but like yeah. i said you just kind of get over that can you <laughs> tell as soon as you get on it like as soon as you like sit on it, you're like oh shit uh sometimes like, yeah you, you know instant you know before really other bulls yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. i feel like it'd be the names too like if you get a really soft name you'd be like more worried about yeah. it <laughs> like buttercup you're like oh shit nancy you're like buttercup or shit <laughs> yeah. I found one named Snuggles. Yeah, see, like that would scare the shit out of me. He hit me. I got slammed so hard, and then he ran me over. <laughs> Snuggles. Yeah. Injuries. You guys have. Have you guys had your fair share of of of? Oh what? yeah, for sure. Both of us. I broke both ankles, wrist, collarbone. He's had a lot too. Yeah, but you you had something on my arm. Yeah, yeah, I have a skin graft on my arm. I got infected in the hospital. Bull stepped on it, cut it open. Jesus. So yeah, I spent two weeks in the hospital with that. When I was yeah, I ain't school. never had to stay that long in the hospital with anything. Right, I've had five shoulder surgeries, knee surgery, two groin surgeries, two reconstructed facial surgeries. Um, I think that's it. Dang. Do you fully recover or do you do you go back injured? Like, do, do you guys give yourself the time you need to rehab yeah, or are you just like, Meh. Yeah, some yeah. people will go back a little early. Kind of mm-hmm. depends on your situation. But yeah, for the most part, you need to give yourself time to rehab because like I said, you, it's, you're riding yeah. 50%. You're not really making that much money anyway. So True. It's better to be 100%. Yeah. Chase, like you're more of like one of the established pros. You've been around a lot longer. You're kind of more so new to the pro circuit. Like, What's what, what's been in it to stay so long, and and what's the long, what just like the longevity for to, like you've been pro for a long time. Like what 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 what, what helps you maintain that? <sighs> I guess this the the will to win, and I haven't I've had haven't achieved what I set out to achieve yet, and um, yeah, that's really it. I hadn't strapped on that buckle yet, and um. I'm still able to do it, so yeah, there ain't no reason. So you stick around yeah. until you get the buckle, dude. And I'm, I mean, hell, I'm only thirty. I mean, I'm, I'm just now in my prime because I know more about, I know more about the fundamentals and the mechanics of riding a bull than I've ever known in my life. Um, got the mo- more, got the most experience now with the lights, the, the pressure with anything. I mean, heck, I'm and so. Really and truly, it's on how you, it's really how you look at things. Yep. Last half full or half empty. So, glass is always half full. I feel like mine's always half empty because I'm still wanting. I can still fill it up. <laughs> there you go. When, it, when it's full, when it's full, you're done. Yeah. I like that. that. That's the way I uh, look at it because um, I still got more to go. Yeah. Yeah. I'm far from being done. Hell, I know I've been here for a long, long time, and everybody when they hear I'm only thirty, they're like, "Dang, you ain't but 30? That's good though. Yeah, it is. It makes me feel damn right. I ain't thirty. <laughs> <laughs> and you guys have been able to travel a lot. You said you you've competed over in Australia. How, how is it to take uh, and go to different countries and compete? Well, that's the thing. Um, I was just telling Bojo outsider. I said, man, it's pretty spectacular life we live. I said, it's a long ways from Milo, Arkansas, and Crockett, Texas, where we are. And I said, look where we're standing. I said, man. We're just some old country boys and we're just doing what we love and look at where it's brought us. And I mean, I've traveled the world, been around the world twice and then back around it the other way. Yeah. I mean, uh, all before I 
30 years old and uh, i mean experienced more in my 30 years than what some 80 year old people i mean what people look for a lifetime to achieve uh just to do one of the spectacular things i have in my life people go their whole life just trying to enjoy a journey like that and we get to it's our occupation get to do it get to do it for a living and yeah i mean we really take it for granted sometimes and it's pretty freaking awesome yeah you can't ask more uh, ask more than that right no, like how can't. fucking crazy it's, it's blessed i mean that's really it and Boudreaux, you being so young too like and being um, and and newer to the pro circuit what does that like mean to you oh it's awesome i don't I, i'm new to the pbr but i've been at it for a long time uh i turned when i turned 18 i was a senior in high school and I st- bought my professional card, PRCA, what we call it, and I made my first NFR in 2017. And ever since then, I haven't looked back. So every year it's been a blessing. I've been, I think, to 46, 47 states. Um, I haven't been to Australia yet, but I've been to Mexico, Canada, all over, and it's a blessing just to do what I get to do at 24 years old. It's so cool. I mean. I can't explain it really. You got to live it. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. You can't. Yeah, you can't really explain. You got to live it. The memories and the dumb stuff we do week in and week out, it's pretty fun. Well, it's like any sport, right? They kind of, you know, whether it be NASCAR or or, or 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 UFC or Major League Baseball football, it's all like a big traveling circus. Yeah, we're all you a know? big family. We, we Just all a bunch of memories. damn gypsies. <laughs> <laughs> that don't want to grow up. No. Never. You know, it's it's one of those things. You kind of get accustomed and uh, life on the road and it's like a, you know, it's like a traveling rock show. You're in a different city every night, newer, yeah. you know, new city, new lights, you know, arena, you know, it's, 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 it's a special way to live. And like what you said, you know, it's, 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 uh, you couldn't, couldn't ask for a, a better life, but also, you know, it's sometimes yet yeah, you forget and you do take things for granted. And it's, it's, it's cool to be able to also realize that, you know, life's, uh, life's crazy and you kind of. Never know, you know, what, what's going to happen. So, and, and, and it is. It's hard. I mean, it, it ain't saying it's easy, but everything's hard. I mean, I w- so I would, I'd rather have this hard, the life I live, than something else. Yeah, yeah then. If it wasn't this, it'd be something else. School was hard for me. Yeah. <laughs> School was hard for me, too. <laughs> and even so, Chase, you were just talking about your injuries, and fuck, man, you've come back for some pretty gnarly injuries and being able to overcome that every time, too. You know, that's got to be tough. Yeah, uh, just, um, Heck, that was that's part of the game. I knew that when I was getting into it. That you know, that's part of it. And I've yet to achieve what I've set out to achieve. And and when I did come back, I mean, I was still able to do it. And um, and I mean, that really being able to come back it all yet again. It's it's what separates the men from the boys. Because there's been a lot of. I mean, there's shit about every surgery i've had i've you know there's been somebody that was at the in the top of the world best bull riders in the world that just had to endure one of them surgeries and it ended their career and so i've just been blessed to to be able to have the mindset and still keep the fire and and have that still in me and it not leave me i I mean i'm truly blessed to have, have went through all that and uh to still have have the fire and to still show up every time and throw caution to the wind like that. It's just, um, I'm blessed. I'm not trying not to ask too many questions about it because I get to think about it. I don't want to, I don't want to think about it too much and then be like, you know, and then it, 
you know, something go wrong. So I'm, I just try to just keep my head down, and that's just the way I've always done it. Just you ain't fucking dead. So I mean, it could be worse, and there's always somebody out there that's a lot worse. Cause I got some buddies that's in wheelchairs and stuff like that. You know, it could be worse. So you just suck it the fuck up and <laughs> make it happen. Yeah. Yeah. Because we, we uh, uh, I'm reading here. I'm going to read it. So uh, it was uh, the the act. One of that wrecks you had uh, required restructive surgery. That required 68 screws, 11 plates, and four pieces of surgical mesh to to address 15 facial fractures. That's fucking heavy. That's <laughs> heavy. Heavy. You got to use that one. Use that one around the Aussies. They'll like it. Yeah. But that's a lot to oh, that that that's a lot to go through. You know. And I think we're also mutual friends with. Uh, Bonner, who who had an accident on, on with his neck. Exactly. That's one of that's one of that's where I'm getting at. Best friend, some of my best friends, him, Stormy Wayne, Douglas Duncan, was great on top of the world. Had it come to a halt suddenly for him. I mean, so you can fucking sit around and feel sorry for yourself, but somebody's got it worse than what you do. So just, I mean, you just got to suck it up and and do it and just be thankful that that it that it was only that i mean you can't can't be down on it and question all oh, why me why all this you just got to be thankful that that's what it was and 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 somebody's got it worse than you so it's just yeah it's really like that that really is what nails it on the head every time yeah honor stormy and douglas guys that that were so great and and didn't have the chance to what it wasn't their chance to hang it up yeah, you know, and and so that that really is what that's what freaking does it right there is, yeah. is to know that somebody that your best friends that that did had no say so in it and uh, just had to and you know they're um, that's really yeah where it comes down that's to. cool yeah I want to want to know like what and and we're fucking with you let's 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 get him the belt let's get that buckle I want to know what home life's like for you guys. Like when you go home for those couple of days, or it's time off. Like, what's the daily routine like for that for you guys? Like, switching you switching it off? Are you staying to it? Are you partying? Is it like we back at the the pub drinking beers? Like, what are we doing on on our days off when we're back at home? Well, about two weeks ago, I go back home. I work cows all day, pen cows, and I start drinking beer. Go eat crawfish back in Texas. Well, I pack my bags and move to North Carolina. I'm living with Austin Dillon right now. The race car driver? Yeah. <laughs> Such a hard life. Yeah. You got it good. Yeah, and so he set me up with his trainer at RCR with a, uh, at the, at the facility. And so now my day is train for two or three hours a day, freaking go get an ice bath or see a massage therapist, a physical <laughs> therapist. How did you get linked up with Austin? So the PBR went to teams. uh they drafted a team in Richard Childress of Austin, and Richard Childress bought a team called the Carolina Cowboys, and that's the team I was drafted to. So me and Austin become good buddies. I got to know Richard really well, and uh, Austin was like, man, if you really want to put all your eggs in this basket, just come up here. I'll set you up with a trainer, Jerome Davis. He's our coach. He lives right by Austin, so he's got bulls I can get on and train up there too. And so he told me, he's like, if you really want to win this gold buckle, just come up here and we'll – We'll get you around the best people in the world to train you and get your body right. I mean, I had a massage therapist look at my body and she she run her hands all over my body. She goes, 
you're you're built just like one brick. And I was like, yeah, I, I've never had a massage, never done anything for my body. Like this week was the first week I took an ice bath. So did you like it? No. Hell <laughs> <laughs> no, no. How long did you last? I so we did a plunge. We get in a hot tub for five minutes, cold like thirty yeah. thirty degree water for fucking two minutes, three yeah. minutes, and then back in the hot, back in the cold three times. It's terrible. Austin, I think, famously married a monster model. Yeah, he did. <laughs> Whitney Dillon. Whitney Dillon, yeah. Whitney's cool. Yeah. They're awesome. And then what's your home routine like? We know that it is. <laughs> Fuck, I'm, 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 moving, I'm moving in with you guys. <laughs> spa days. <laughs> Ain't no spa days around my place. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, um, it's um, every morning I'm home uh, at the gym at five o'clock at a five o'clock workout class back at the house for the kids wake up to go to school and um then just whatever needs to be done on the place um built building tending the cows feeding everything heck that's a job i got 102 head of cows so shit that's a about a full-time job right there and uh yeah just get my training done in in the morning when i'm home and then I got the rest of the day to get whatever's done and have dinner with the family at then and go to bed with the kids. I'm usually in bed. I try to be in bed. 11 o'clock, if I ain't asleep, that's a late night for me. Right. Mm-hmm. Dude, See, yeah. that's what I think of a cowboy and a professional bull rider. I'm looking at Chase right here. I'm not looking over here. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I totally. I used to do that every day. I don't have family or nothing to take Hell, care of, but I do stuff like that every day until this last week and a half ago. Hell, I about missed flight yesterday. I was um, welding. I'm building a metal. Um, was building a metal um, carport shed out of red iron to about put my RV under. Hell, about missed flight yesterday. Got to wet. Was welding and didn't. Time got away from working. Yeah, time Started got away working. from the burning rods and um Yeah, I'd drive like hell to make it to the airport. You made it tough. I made hey, barely. <laughs> barely. I was scanning my boarding pass and they was like, and Chase Outlaw I said, Yeah, that's me. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Uh Danny used to be good at missing flights. Yeah, I've gotten a little better at it. No, the that, the, the flights after the performance, though, correct? Those. Or, well, no, I started like thinking like, you know what? Oh, early morning flight next day, I'll take it. And then I went through like a f- phase where I was like, I can't book a flight before 8 a.m. anymore. <laughs> like, I just can't make it for some reason. I've gotten a little bit better, but it sucks. It, it sucks. sucks getting up that you early. Know, you, I, it uh, looks good on paper. Yeah, and then like, you I go get home early and then you're like, oh. Or I'll then you're stay exhausted up late, when you get home. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, maybe I'll just stay up all night. Right. Yeah. Or maybe I'll just go to the airport late and then sleep there until it goes on. And then you wake up and your flight's already left. That didn't work either. <laughs> then you want to yell at the woman yeah. like, you see me sleeping right, right here. here. You see me sleeping yeah. right here. Yeah. So you threw up three what, what times. What flight did you think though? I was here yeah. for? Yeah. Uh, I had a question. I was wondering, like, so... Um, for someone like myself or a total newbie off the street, right? If I wanted to... I didn't get to grow up, you know, on a ranch or around it. How would I find myself getting into the sport? Like, uh, what would your advice be to someone, one of your fans, like to go to your local saddle ranch? Yeah, go to the local yeah, no, just kind of get on the internet and yep. just uh, if you really want something bad enough, you'll figure it out. You'll get, you'll find a way. 
okay if you want something bad enough you'll figure it out but my best advice is just kind of find videos of people you like to watch on tv study that get you the right equipment just kind of see what they wear get all that equipment um find you a local guy around here that has buck in stock but make that's, sure it's the right one that's yeah, it's, somebody it's that's tricky it's, yes it's, it's a little tricky you need yeah. to find somebody that cares about building that, the sport not yes. just getting their stock but that's like, not not yes. just trying to see what they got to go okay. to their local rodeos yeah and, and why is that sometimes if you get on stuff that you don't need to be getting on you can get hurt and yeah. you can crack a kid's egg and then they don't want to ever do it again i yep. mean they get all ready and get pumped and they go get on a bull that we get on at our level and that's their very first one they're going to get slammed so hard probably stomped and they're gonna be like man fuck this i ain't gonna want to do this again I've, so they're killing the sport not building it up. i've seen 13 year old kids 15 year old kids that could ride tremendous that would i'd see them get on their first one and you tell man he is that son has got he has got it like this the the way he sit up there to be effortless might not erode him but you tell man that kid's gone that kid's got it and then i've seen him check on him or hear from him later on they went yeah i went to such and such place and got on bulls and, and just they went to somebody's place that raises bucking bulls and tried to get on and getting on something that they had no business getting on and it just strap them wreck them out and never want to do it again like that was piss on this man but really they never got to realize how good they were before getting wrecked out yeah you yep. get what i'm saying yep so that is the trickiest it, thing on these young kids today would you like recommend i mean is there amount of like horseback riding and kind of getting used yeah, to that yeah. level yeah. first yeah, like you helps. want to work your way up like you said calves yeah right like yeah getting on horses riding horses your whole life that always that helped. that like, was really i one, rode horses my whole life mm -hmm. and it helped so yeah and i was just a lot fearless on a horse i mean i could do anything I ever did so that just really transferred i think over i think but. dingo would be great out of this guy he's I majestic on, on a horse yeah yeah i'm I scared up, i grew up in australia my, my brother was super into it so i kind of grew up riding horses we were like out of the city but australia is like cities are small and then countries you're kind of the whole thing's a country <laughs> just hey like what bojo said like though if you want something bad enough there's a way you'll find a way. You'll, you'll find a way to do, do it i stuck and, I st and go ahead no you go ahead i'm gonna say something I, stupid i was saying i'm gonna say it just reminded me of uh this you might not know you probably know what i'm talking about um when he said when you want something and you and if you want it bad enough you'll figure out a way to do it i just seen a movie based on a true story about jessica watson okay the youngest uh, girl that does sell around the world she's from sydney australia yep she sailed around the world solo in a sailboat at 16 years old yeah, her parents are fucking idiots. And boy, <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> well, that, uh, you know. It's uh, crazy, though. It's, yeah, it's, it's a mind thing. She, when she, I saw that, when I, she was five years old, that's she what she said. She said, you can do that. They put her in a single, and she went around the world. And you're 100% right. But it, she was five years old, and she said, you can do this. And she said, I want to do it. And she did. She had all this stuff at a young age and seeked out the 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 courses she had to go the to get the license like well i don't know what all that to be approved to be able to sell i guess you got to have some kind of license boaters ads comes out shit like that but <laughs> she went through all these steps <laughs> at, at like a six-year-old and, yeah. and worked yeah. away so if you want to do something bad enough there is no freaking excuse on why you can't because you look at the guys from brazil that come over here to ride they come from dirt floors i mean yeah 
That's crazy. And it, 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 it's it's really wild to see even, like, mentioning Brazil because uh, 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 even in a lot of sports right now, they've got, they've had, you know, in, in skateboarding, like, the, the, the new protege of, of uh, the, the, the Brazilian drive is super gnarly. And I think that's why whenever they get somewhere, they're so goddamn good at it yeah. is because they've worked so hard. Surfing, skateboarding, all sports. Yeah. MMA, like, they, they go, soccer, they go for it. Because yeah. we ain't never had a living room as our dirt floor. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh huh. Yeah, and it just, hey, it, it, it's something. It, it's yeah. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. So for both you guys, like you know, again, this goes back to it, uh, and 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 chase what you were saying there, and that it was, uh, you know, it's uh, I think it's spot on, and 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 the moral support, but like two like advice for both you guys to like young kids, like up and coming, trying to become bull riders. Like, what's the best advice you could give someone? You can't be scared. Try hard. And try hard. Hold and on. And it's going to fucking hurt. <laughs> you got to want to get better. <laughs> hold on. Hold on. <laughs> hold on tight. Hold on real yeah, tight. Yeah, and, and it's going to hurt. Oh, yeah. It's going to hurt. And, there, and hurt. There, there's a difference between so injured and hurt. Yeah. The hurt, pain will subside. If you're injured, it's going to take a little bit. Yeah. So, but if you're hurt, you'll be all right. Yeah. It's like most athletes in anything, right? They're always never at 100%. You know, it's yeah. like watching even Mahomes at the Super Bowl. Like they're saying this dude's like barely got an ankle. This guy runs out and wins the Super Bowl. Yeah. It's like there's something going on up here that's probably a little different. And, yeah. you know, even with you, like at, at your height, like I'm sure there's a point there where you're competing. You're not competing at 100%. No, I mean, towards the end, you know, usually you're competing at your 80%, but you're giving it your all, which kind of pushes it to that 110, whatever's in there, you know? Yeah. So what's next for you guys? What's 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 something you guys are most excited about moving forward in the future? We've got crypto this weekend. What 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 comes after that? What's most exciting for this season? Uh, just keep riding bulls, keep winning. That that's yeah. like, winning's fun. Losing's never fun. Just winning. I I love to go in the mountains and go snowboarding. Though I get excited to do that during the week. So being in North Carolina, I think we can drive up to a mountain and go. Yeah, there you go. But don't don't hurt yourself snowboarding. Don't it's don't. it's sketchy. <laughs> I just got to the point where I'm pretty good, and I snowboarded all day in Keystone the other day. And my cowboy hat, sunglasses in Colorado. Uh huh. That's sick. In Keystone, and I, I was getting good at hitting jumps, and I was a little cocky, and I went to hit a rail. My board slipped off the rail, and I, my back hit the rail all the way oh. down. Oh shit! Uh, yeah. My blades. <laughs> <I'm> like, <laughs> we got to wrap it up here in a minute, but um, how important's the hat? Oh, they, I love my cowboy hat. hat. The hat. There's a cowboy hat. Yeah, I the cowboy it. hat. That's, it marks a cowboy. Yeah, it says it all. Uh, it does, right? I'm just a guy. No, I'm a cowboy. <laughs> right? oh, I That's think you guys are cowboys without <laughs> the this, hat for this sure. This thing is more than just a hat. Yeah. I mean, it is, right? Do you, yeah, do you it, keep it pretty tight? I mean, when you're riding bull, do you have a tighter hat? Uh, well, we, so, I wear a helmet now. And, okay. yeah, we wear a helmet. I have to uh, wear yeah. a helmet. They made a law. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, you have to wear helmets now? If you're born after 94. And then, so do you oh, wear damn. a helmet or a hat? I wear a helmet now since I got all the yeah. plates and screws in my face. Yeah. It must have been pretty hard, too, because we were kind of in that era of no yeah. helmets. Yeah. Um, I'm still kind of old school, like an idiot. I, I'm not, uh, not used to wearing a helmet. I just never did it. No. Post a picture on Instagram or something. People, like, get up you. And, like, he, Danny's become pretty good at it. Danny's now coaches at an Olympic high level and it's part of the U.S. snowboard coaching team and around young kids. So I see that he's starting to do it more. But it's one of those things where, like, we grew up 
not having to wear a helmet. And then now it's part of kids are instilled in it. So no kids really growing up snowboarding without a helmet, but I'm still kind of like, shit. I'm, yeah. I'm you should wear a helmet, I'm, I'm not your hat. hat. You need to, to wear a helmet I on your snowboard. Everybody be in the ski shop buying helmets. Like, oh, I man. A helmet, but. The hat is more than um, just what we wear on at the when we come to the rodeos. No, I wear one every day of the week, and um, it's it's more than that. I mean, this thing is it, you can use it for so much. I mean, it. it Ball cap, the sun. A ball uh-huh. cap. <laughs> Bill had it. Drink blocks beer you. out of it. You it blocks, shades you your face. This thing blocks your whole thing. You get it. blocks you. Just really, I mean, it's it's basically just who who you are. I mean, it's it's life. Yes, sir. The cowboy hat is life. Can you guys tell when like is a phony wearing a cowboy hat? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can tell. Really? I was just get it. <laughs> no. Can you not tell? How? I mean, I don't. I don't you have can't a good tell one. the difference in our hats, and you can't tell some other jack legs that's where that only. <laughs> well, I mean, if you go to Aspen, you know they're not all cowboys. You're like, oh, these people are Yours not cowboys. Mine's silver. Yeah, but it, it, I'm talking about the shape, baby. Like the shape. The yeah, print. I noticed you guys have you the front bill. You got somebody showing up, and they got that sign, and they're walking around like yeah. this, look like a pirate. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you could just tell. I mean, you could tell. I mean, when somebody knows what the hell they're doing. Yeah. Yeah, if you've been around the game, kind of. Yeah. I like that. And I, then, and then, is it, I mean, these things look pretty, is it a, a, a lot of hats, cowboy hats, or it's like, kind of just have you one hat? Because I'm looking at both you guys when you take your hats off, and it looks like you sleep in them. <laughs> I probably do. Um, hey, we have. American Hat Company out of Bowie, Texas, probably makes the best hats in the world. Yeah, I think Donald Trump got one made out of, from there. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Sir Donald. Um, <laughs> but yeah, yeah. Other right. that, there's a couple. I got something. We talking about hats. All right, let's go. You ever see? If you ever see anybody tell you what my papa told somebody told about ball caps, you wear your hat. See people wearing their hat backwards and all that. Uh-huh. See, I was about eight years old. I was with my papa, and we walk in the store, and there's this young buck in there. He's got his hat on backwards, and my papa said, hey, excuse me, young man. He said, uh, you know what the bill of that hat made for? No. He put it back on. My grandpa said, bill of that hat's made to shade your face, not your ass, young man. Turn it around. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. All right, boys. Well, on that note, Danny, anything you'd like to say? Uh, just... Thanks. I'm excited. Good luck this weekend. Uh, I'd like to see that freaking mega ride. And when you win, whichever one of you wins that buckle this year, I'd like to touch it. Oh, yeah, we'll I'd like to drink get, some beer off that thing. We'll, we'll, yeah. we'll I will another, drink a beer out of your boot when you win we'll the buckle. We'll come to another podcast oh. yeah. and break out the beast. Yeah, I like that. <laughs> Brittany? Um, no, good luck this weekend. That was that was wonderful. You guys are fascinating. Well, thank really? you. Thank you all for having us. <laughs> yeah, yeah no, good luck this weekend. Good luck this year. Let's go get that fucking buckle. All right, guys. Thank you. Thank, thank you. Unleash thank you, Monster. The Beast. Yeah.